Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about AMC raising movie ticket prices. But only for specific movies. Yeah, just, well, right now, just for the Batman. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what that looks like for the future, but we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll chat through it. Yeah, man. Um, and then we have some news. Uh, but first, uh, John, um, I do want to address something. I haven't, this is the thing. So I was, I was out last week, but I hear there were multiple, um, burns and roasts (laughs) made on me by Cody Moffat. Yeah, so 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 I think he he called them uh, callouts and roasts. Callouts and roasts. Okay. And and, uh, and there were a few. There there were I, a few that were dropped here and there. I haven't I haven't yet been able to uh, to listen to find out what they were. I don't know if you would want to give a quick summary. Well, so I mean, you know, the, I think the, the 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 cliff notes is that the yeah. notes spark notes I, spark I, I notes spark notes. There it is. Yeah. The <laughs> that version of it is that. Um, Cody's trying to edge his way into, you know, a, a, a host seat, you know, oh, a permanent host seat. Yeah. And he was saying mm. that he's least like, so he's like identifying, you know, the, the, the weak points mm. in, in the stay on target podcast oh, wow. armor and, oh, man. <laughs> and, and strategically, um, you know, going after them. So is he saying uh, that I'm a weak point in the stay on target armor? That was the heavily implied a couple oh, of times. Man. Wow. <laughs> Not outrightly know. stated. It's, but, it's, uh, it's the subtext. But the yeah, yeah. You read between the lines, you know. <laughs> yeah. Read between the lines. Um I feel like I kind of get the gist of what happened, but not really. Uh <laughs> And so I'm still gonna have to go back and listen, but um, I mean that's that's basically what Sparknotes did too, Chris. <laughs> listen, uh, Cody, you can come after my seat, but be prepared to fight. That's all I say. <laughs> it's, it's the challenge, you know. I feel we like should uh, have, we should have a uh, we should have both a some kind of like geek quiz off, but also some a roast off. Ooh, and then get both get judged accordingly. I, I and dig wh- it. Whoever whoever wins. The overall score gets the permanent co-host spot. I mean, that's I, I'm, I'm down. I'm down there. I also mentioned to him, I was like, you know, I was like, if you eventually end up, t- you know, taking both of us out, <laughs> you could uh, just end up here he alone. Just, it's just his his podcast by himself. <laughs> yeah, just alone <laughs> on the oh Stand Target podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of the co-founders at all. It's just Cody Moffitt's. It turns into the Cody Moffat show. Yeah, it's 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 no longer co-hosts. It's just host. <laughs> There were uh, so there were there was it was this was all like conjecture and f- for fun, but there were uh, um, a group of uh, our friends for a while, who, some of whom have been on this show, that uh, <laughs> were threatening to start a competing podcast called mm. Stay Off Target. Wasn't it wasn't and, it way off target or something like that or something like that? Yeah, yeah. and uh, and the entire conceit would would be to dispute and dispel all the falsities. That they claimed we were spewing on our show. Yeah, I mean, you know, I the thing is because because the majority of what we talk about is all opinion based. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you could just just take up the 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 opposite opinion of everything that we say. Yeah, you know. So. <laughs> I feel like what's what what they're really saying there is that they disagreed with one of our episode <laughs> opinions. I don't see. I don't think. I don't know if they they, if they really did. I think they just wanted to egg us on. They were just taking the opposite opinion yeah. just for the sake of of taking that opinion, you know. I mean, it's it, it, that is that's definitely I mean, an approach. I dig it. It's, I dig it's it. a skill. I mean, that's that's what they teach you to do in uh, 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 debate club and stuff like that, you know. Just like, hey, uh, pick a position and defend it, or take the opposing view and defend it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then you know, I, I I am interested. Like, I think they actually had like an episode or something like that, and I I don't think oh, I, I don't ever saw that. it or heard it. Um, I th- I don't think that's. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. I do remember them talking about yeah, that. They literally, what I think they that? literally did. Like, they I mean, recorded on. one. It's on some on, hard drive gonna, somewhere, but uh, I don't I don't exactly know. You know, I'm going to uh, no to one text ever saw somebody it. right now about that, <laughs> and maybe we can have a 
update by the end of the show. But but enough of this, John. What <laughs> yes. have you been up to this week? Well, Chris, we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the uh, it might have been our main topic, might have been in the news. I don't remember, but about the 3ds, Nintendo 3ds, and the Nintendo Wii U eShops closing. Um, a year from now, but then in, in May of this year being uh, incredibly hard to find games for, uh, or not, not incredibly hard, uh, you can't add like actual money from your wallet from directly from your credit card. Like you could do post May this year, you're going to be able to do like some shenanigans to get money into your eShop account, but um, uh, that's the where it becomes harder. So. What I've been doing, Chris, is compiling a list of games where I'm like, okay, well, these are the ones I'm going to pick up. Hopefully, they go on sale, fingers crossed, before that day. Um, and I'll just like constantly like check back every Wednesday is whenever the, most of the deals go live on the the eShop there. But check back every week and, uh, and just to see if, if the, the list is there. One of those games, um, or some of those games, are... Games that you can't experience, even if you like emulated a 3DS, they they can't be experienced on any other device because the main draw is that they're in 3D. So the biggest ones of these are like 3D classic 3D games. So there is a whole set that Sega did and Nintendo did, and they're called the 3D Classics. Right? Oh wow! Um, is this so, like are you talking about like Sonic in 3D and stuff like that? Yeah. So the game what? that I, I there was one cartridge that Sega put out with uh it's they I think they were like intending to put all of them out like oh this is volume one but then volume two just never happened um but volume one has has Sega games such as Sonic the Hedgehog one uh it has Altered Beast I believe like uh like there's there's a few others there's a like. Let me, let me just boot it up real quick, and I'll, I'll give you the full rundown. But the cool thing about it is that the uh, these games are, are all in 3D, and so, like, if you were to emulate this somewhere else, it's like, well, you just wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to – like, that's not the draw. The draw is that you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic the Hedgehog looks like he's in one plane, and the background is rushing by at, at supersonic speeds in a, a separate plane, and the foreground, like, you're running past trees and things. And the fact that it's in this pixel art – looks fantastic on this screen in 3d and uh it's very cool so there's power drift um let me see there i'm gonna give you the full rundown of the uh these these games there's power drift there is altered beast which is like one of my least favorite games of all time but you know i don't know how altered beast is in every single classic game collection I'm like, this is the worst game. But <laughs> Literally whatever. every time Sega releases any collection, they, they're it's like, always like Altered Beast. I'm Altered like, Beast. I don't, I don't like this game. I don't even like. I remember playing it in the in the arcade, and I don't <laughs> didn't it was it wasn't even fun then. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, Fantasy Zone Two, um, which I've never played. Uh, this one is uh, Thunder Blade, which is like a helicopter top down helicopter game. So like you're flying a helicopter through a valley. And so it looks really cool in 3D because, like, the helicopter is the closest thing to you, and then the valley is really far down, and then the sides of the valley kind of rise up along the sides of the screen. It's very cool. Um, and then there is, let me see, this one is Galaxy Force 2, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, let me see, which one's this? Puyo Puyo is in there, which looks really cool. <laughs> in 3D? Yeah, in 3D because all the beans, what? like, they're in. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, and then uh, yeah, and so then Power Drift, which is which is a uh, like a racing game. So anyway, that so makes that's sense. all in collection one. And so again, like they're, they're, so how they were, is, how much is that collection? So if you buy it on the eShop, it is I believe about twenty bucks, right? That's not bad. That's I awesome. found it in a physical cartridge format from GameStop used oh. for like fifteen. When and was so this? This was uh, earlier this week. So I, I was like, what? I was just like on their site, and I was like looking up the stuff. I was like, oh man, here it is for five dollars less, and it's physical. So I was like, let me buy it and try it out to make sure all the games work, because <laughs> sometimes you get used stuff and it's like it doesn't really actually boot up or play on your on yeah, your yeah. Videos. So I've been like you know playing it. It's, it all seems to work great, and uh, it's really fun, man. It's it's a it's a interesting collection of games. Looking at them in three D looks fantastic it's uh what all of the ones from sega were developed by uh m m2 i believe is the name of the uh the developer which does like really good like pixel perfect kind of uh emulation of classic games and uh 
Yeah, there's a whole other set of them that aren't on this physical physical thing. So like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is available in 3D and uh, Afterburner 2 is in 3D. And so like these are other games that I'm going to have to pick up outside of this collection for six bucks each, I believe. And so picking up this many of these games within a $15 cartridge was like, okay, well, I was going to buy probably two of these anyway and, you know, might as well get all of these others for that same price. So um yeah dude it's uh it's been interesting diving into the 3d 3ds catalog that's wild dude uh did your this is my fear yes i haven't booted up my 3ds in a long time did your was it was yours just completely dead and did it charge and boot up okay so it charges it boots up okay uh the battery doesn't last quite as long as it used to mm-hmm. but chris here's another pro tip if anybody's worried about that get on nintendo's website because they're actually they are selling replacement batteries oh fresh you brand, yourself brand new batteries yeah you just unscrew the back and uh and and slot in the new battery they're and, selling them yeah they're selling for 15 bucks man so you can get yourself a brand new fresh nintendo 3ds uh battery for all the nintendo ds like 3ds family of systems for 15 bucks so plus shipping um Dang. so you know 20 bucks out the door so uh I mean, which i, I did well stock up on a couple right yeah, that's I mean that's that's what I kind of did. I was just like, okay, let me just grab grab one of these and like, you know, let me just have it sitting here for whenever this this battery actually does die because while it doesn't last as long as it used to, it still lasts, you know. Yeah. 4 hours. So, I'm yeah. worried about that for that for my Vita. I like I mm. I worry about that there as well. I I, be, I boot that up more so than uh I just haven't played my 3DS in forever, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I do worry about that Vita battery Dude. as well. It's and that one's like built in, like that's not easily like swappable or anything. Like it's a uh, it's a custom kind of a battery there. Um, it seems like to me that this like even the uh, the 3ds battery that it's it looks a lot like some other like common older generation batteries. Like as I got it in, I was like, yeah, okay, this is this somebody's gonna be able to you know make something work with this profile uh in the future mm. so whereas like the custom ones that are like built into the the vita it feels like that's going to be more of a task like it's you know even yeah. just replacing it would be yeah um you know you're doing open open heart surgery on your vita <laughs> <laughs> all right john i have a i have an update oh. there was a recorded uh episode of way off target and it does exist somewhere um, and uh, we're going to try to dig it up, John. I want and if it. it's appropriate for release, I feel like we should release it on this podcast. Yeah, I feel, a, uh, yeah I feel like what we need to do is release it you know, as like a, as like either a standalone episode or as like as like the back half of it, and we can maybe <laughs> do like a bracket thing, you know, of yeah. like, we'll be like, we'll set it up, you know, set the stage, and then respond yeah, after, yeah. you know? I like it. This is the thing. That thing's... <laughs> That thing was recorded back in like 2016 or something like that. 15 or 16, 14, somewhere around there. What was like, even happening in, I the, don't know. in the entertainment like world at that time? Like We should hang on. Yeah, let's let's look up. I want to see what the <laughs> top like box office, like what movies yeah. would we have I'm just, been I'm just wondering what they could have been responding to if if it was our Batman v Superman, you know, review, maybe I agree with them. I don't know. Let's just say it was 2015 cuz that seems right. Okay. 2015 seems because I remember when it happened, and I believe it was probably 2015. Top box office in 2015. Oh, Jurassic World, Force okay. Awakens. This doesn't seem like that. This man, I can't believe that's 2015. Age yeah. of Ultron, Inside Out, Inside Out. Actually, this is weird. Inside Out feels way older than any of the rest of those movies. Uh, we ha- well, so because it's a classic. Because it, it is more of because. a like. It's more a of a modern classic than than any of those others. <laughs> Furious Seven. Um, what else here? So Spectre. I could see Spectre was 2015. Man, see, Age of wrong. Ultron and Jurassic World came out the same year. All this, yeah, all the same year. Let me read this. This is crazy. I should we should do this more often, uh, especially in for recent history it doesn't that doesn't make really, any sense to me no. chris so top spot top top 10 box office no actually i'll do yeah 
I'll do top 15. How about that? There have been nope. like 40 Marvel movies since read- Age of Ultron, but there's only been one Jurassic World movie. Okay, this is the same, all the same year. Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, Jurassic oh. World, Furious 7, Avengers Age of Ultron, Minions, Spectre, <laughs> Inside Out, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, The Martian, Fifty what? Shades of Grey, Cinderella, the live action, The Revenant, Ant-Man, San Andreas, what? Terminator Genesis. Dude, no. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. The Good Dinosaur. Um, <laughs> Dude, The Good Dinosaur came out the same year as Inside Out? Yeah. No way. Apparently, yeah. Oh, my That's, gosh. The, I know. Well, you had to, um, you had to, you know, do something to to blunt the blow of uh, Good Dinosaur. Tomorrowland, same year. Uh, Dude, Pixels, what? terrible movie, but also still same year. What? What, uh, what in the world? Everest, the intern. You remember that one with Vince Vaughn and uh, 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 what is his name? Vince Vaughn and what's his face? Uh, Owen Wilson. Mm. Uh, Creed. No, the, I don't, the, Chris. <laughs> oh man. Jupiter Ascending came out that year. Creed. Fantastic Four. Dude, Jupiter was Ascending like, was the same year? Apparently, Bridge of Spies. This is weird, dude. None it's, of this sound, feels like it's all the, the Hateful Eight. Yeah, that feels like it feels like we're talking about like three different time periods. Like, I, you know, <laughs> at least. And I can explain some of them because it's like, okay, that that's a really good movie that feels like it's been around for a lot longer. Yeah. And then, Sicario. The, oh, that's that other like really trendy movie that like was just, you know, flash in the pan. But then there's the other stuff where you're just like, that was neither, that, that neither of those explanations works for why that feels like it's, it's not that year. I guess Southpaw came out the same year as Creed, which I don't remember that. It's kind of crazy. Uh, 13 Hours, the Michael Bay movie with uh, um, yep. uh, John Krasinski. What? Like, it... <laughs> it's, this is so confusing to me because, like, you think about the franchises that are in there. Um, like, whether it's... And obviously Marvel's, like, the, the, the big one where you're like, okay, well, there's been so many movies since then. Right. But even, like, you think about Jurassic World and Star Wars, like, that was the kickoff of both of those things. Reboots, and it, yeah. But then, like, that all happened the, the, at the end of the uh, Hunger Games <laughs> That's uh, trilogy. That doesn't seem right. But... Which doesn't seem right in my head, you know? Yeah. Although, wild, like, dude. I mean, I, I did go back and rewatch the first uh, Hunger Games movie not too long ago, and like, Oof. it's not it's not that it doesn't hold up. It's just like that. I you can I mean, it's like a shoestring budget. This thing, yeah. like, there's parts 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 of it like as they go along through the franchise that get better, but um, I forgot how just like run and gun it feels like this thing was shot. That first movie, I remember feeling like that first movie was really like. I used to, I hated it at the time because yeah. like I was a huge fan of the books mm-hmm. and it just like watered down and condensed so much stuff and yeah. like changed the, the, the way a lot of the characters were portrayed and I just, I hated it, dude. Yeah. You think about what Peter Jackson did with the Lord of the Rings and whatever the opposite of that is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What are the opposite of that? It's called the Hobbit. Whatever. And the opposite of well, I mean, like he still had like reverence for like the source material in there. Like yeah, even yeah. maybe a little bit too much because he like That's started true. dragging in the like the extra appendix. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but Honestly, like you think about the heard... opposite of that is like is like well, who cares what's in the is what's in the real like it's in the what's yeah. in the book. It, you're right. Let's it just was do it this way. It was just like basically just like too much. It was like this is too much. Yeah. Like you've gone too far now, Peter right. Jackson. Well, I, like I remember, you know, um, thinking like, okay, what what is like the give me like the the condensed version of the Hobbit movies, you know, yeah. like and like make that all like smash all those movies into like one two hour long three hour long movie, and maybe that like might might get me there, might might make me uh, a little bit happier. So yeah, yeah, um, we saw that movie with some of these people who uh, who made this uh, way off target episode. <laughs> maybe that that's what it was about. It probably was. Probably I think was. Age of Ultron, Chris. That, that's my bet because it was about do, Age of Ultron. <laughs> I do remember uh, we were very down I, I think, on Age of Ultron in a lot uh, of a lot of ways, um, and still I am, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, this is they, what I think it's going to happen. So I think it's going to be a bunch of uh, personal shots at mm. at me specifically, at least, 
and um, and maybe some uh, you know just like opposing views about uh, again probably about me and how much I hated Winter Soldier. Um, That's the one. There's That's probably sorry, a lot I, of. I might have been confusing Winter Soldier <laughs> with Age of Voltron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably. I mean, honestly, that's probably that that whole episode is about. <laughs> if it's not, so, you know, it might have been. You know, somebody might have found a way to make it about that. We should make. Some, we should play some bets and be okay. like, it's, "There's at least at least one reference to <laughs> Winter Soldier and how much I, I hated it." I love it. We got to get our hands on this thing, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and like I you know. said, if it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Just release that thing, and if it's not, we'll just bleep out some language and yeah, uh, release know, it anyway. See what happens. Listen, this is our show; we can do whatever we want. That's true. That's true. You're right, Chris. <laughs> well, what if no we just heavily edit it to network? where all they do is say that we're right? <laughs> I know that'd be hilarious. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is not what I remember. Oh man! All right. Well, Chris, what have you been up to? Oh. <laughs> uh, the only thing I wanted to, I wanted to talk about is I I watched the second season of Emily in Paris. On Netflix, okay, it's uh, it's real good. I um, I, it, I think I talked about the talked about the first season um, after it came out, um, and uh, it's been renewed for two more, so three and four are coming. Um, but yeah, really, really good show. I like it a lot. Uh, not as much like development as I would have liked for a season two. It kind of like feel like we kind of retread a lot of the same ground. For the first half of the second season, I don't really know why they creatively decided to do that, but it did get exciting there toward the uh, toward the middle to end, um, whenever they introduced some new characters and um, some new plot lines. It just really felt like like there was a, a specific thing that happened at the end of season one last year, and we spent most of the first half of season two just like caught up and dealing with that one thing that happened at the end of season one. And I'm, this is just, I, I'm just not here for that. <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, this is not why I'm watching this show. I've watched five episodes already, and we uh, have not moved on. So, but beyond that, really good. I like, I enjoyed it. I'm glad we're getting two more seasons. It's a, uh, it's a fun, um, uh, show. I dig it, dude. The uh, shows are always interesting like that because, again, like. You want them to move, but like that's kind of the point of shows. A lot of times, it's like, oh, you can take a lot longer than a feature film, but then it gets to like whenever it gets dragging. Like I think about the uh, Walking Dead whenever they were on the farmhouse. It's like, get off of the farmhouse, you know? Like yeah. at some point, yeah. at yep. some point with a television show, like even though it is like long form, and you're like, oh, let's deal with the emotional bubble. It's like, okay, yeah, that's great, but also let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going. It's. I mean, there, uh, we should we should do like an analysis of that sometime whenever, like in the different areas and times that it happens. But like, I and I wonder how why it happens. Of like, okay, we we spend the whole first half of like someplace. Yeah, like the farmhouse. Like it's like, well, why in the world are we stuck in this stupid farmhouse? <laughs> what do we like, like? I think the next season began. And you're like, why are we still here? Why are we still here? This is so dumb. Um, Especially when they had so many problems there, you know. Right, right. It's like <laughs> any, any, like anybody who like looks at this situation is going to be like, guys, we should just leave the farm. Just get out of the farmhouse, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's like they think it's the writers think it's more interesting than it is, or mm. like you know that they they have to show all these things with these characters. And I'm like, sure. I don't know. I feel like you can move things a little, a little faster. I mean, yeah, you can definitely like, go too just, fast. You can still hit the same emotional beats. Just do it not at the farmhouse. Yeah, I mean, you can go too fast with the TV show, sure. and, and I think you know that's that's uh, that's what happened with like the end, you know, last season of Battlestar Galactica, last season oh, of dude, yeah. of Game of Thrones. I mean, same exact problem where you're moving too fast to actually like properly show and communicate in a way that feels real the changing uh, mindsets and behaviors of your characters, but sure, yeah, um, but but you can definitely go too slow as well. Yeah, and I do remember like one of the like I think it might have been might have been uh, Lindelof from Lost, or it might have been one of the other like Lost writers or something like that. They mentioned at one point where they're like, you know, with a television show, a lot of times like you write something and you're like, this is really gonna connect with the audience, and he's like, and then it it just doesn't. 
and you can't react to it because you're writing the second half of that same season right now, you know? And so basically like you're so slow to react that it could be like, almost an entire season of uh of of television of doing something that the fans of that television show don't want and you would just guessed wrong like you just made the wrong bet um at some point along the way so um yeah so i I would imagine some of that is like oh man this is just a really cool location or this is a really cool storyline let's just like do this for six episodes and that's not at all what the you know the viewerships maybe want and and they just don't know i think that would be even more compounded in like a streaming service uh like netflix like where it's you're essentially like you've got the whole season um, that you're that you're doing all at once and then just bundling up and putting it out which it's funny because netflix is now transitioning into doing like two big big like drops of a season like even that's how they're doing like the uh the stranger things thing they've done that a couple more times like this year with other other shows and like the the analysis is that part of that is because of the whole like oh we want people to be returning to netflix every week and determining like hey you know what are we going to watch on netflix right now rather than like oh the star wars thing is out let me just stay on disney plus and like you know um or it's also partially due to like them essentially bundling these things as a season whenever they shoot them uh, for contract reasons and for uh, salary negotiations and things, and then splitting them up on, um, on uh, the release so that they can maximize the, uh, the viewership that way. Um, So like, it's like, okay, well let's view it as, Hey, we're shooting this as a season, but then we're releasing it as two bundles, you know? So yeah. um, Yeah. It's it's, it's just an interesting, interesting dynamic at play. Whenever you think about storylines like that. Yep. That's what I went up to this week. Well, Chris, hmm. it's time for the news. The news, Chris. Mm. We have a couple of different pieces of news uh, before we get to the main topic. Um, and uh, the first one being another gaming acquisition has happened. Not a big one, though. It is Netflix has purchased the uh, game developer that made the Stranger Things game. Um, It's crazy. Yeah. And so, like, basically, they they purchased uh, Finnish studio Next Games for $72 million. And this is, like, the, the second or third acquisition that Netflix has made in the gaming space. Um, so, Netflix is, uh, while not pulling the Microsofts or the Sonys, um, is definitely still acquiring kind of smaller indie studios to uh, to make games for them. Yeah, it makes me like super curious to to see like are they just wanting to make more more games like off of their pro- properties, their shows and movies, mm. or are they like what are they wanting to do with all this? Yeah, I mean, and, the, and the, like in, in international Netflix, like they have like the the kind of mobile-ish type of games on demand on with with your membership or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's like, a, a, what are they doing with this? Is are they doing the you know they gonna do a Game Pass situation? Are they making a, a smaller play at that, or is it just kind of you know the stuff they've normally been doing, but they want to own the studios that do those things? So, um, yeah, dude, I'm uh, I'm interested. Um, Chris, another piece of news. We have AM or no, that's that's our main topic. Never mind. Uh Disney Plus is getting the Marvel Netflix shows as of March 16th. That's crazy. It's like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and The Defenders uh, and Punishers. Yes. That's crazy, dude. Like I I didn't know that that uh there was a a an end to Netflix's uh, deal with them. Yeah, I didn't either. And in fact, like Netflix, like funded the 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 production of those shows. Like, and so it seems interesting and odd to me that like they would lose those rights at some point. You know? Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. The yeah. big question I have is like, does that mean that we will possibly see? rebooted or new versions of these characters mm. or continuations of these series. I mean, uh, Daredevil was in spoilers. Daredevil was in, uh, the, well, actually hang on. Can I say this? Do you care? Yes, you can. Okay. Daredevil was in the most recent Spider-Man, right. Uh, movie. And, uh, um, 
and it was like a huge reveal and like this mm-hmm. is the first time that like those TV characters have uh, shown up in the cinematic universe in that way. Even like even the point where they didn't really even include Avengers Tower in uh, in the shows. And yeah, so, you'd like, see like you'd see like shots of the skyline of New York, and you're like, wait a second, this isn't the Marvel universe. <laughs> honestly, to me, that was the biggest cameo in that movie, even with some of the other cameos. So. Yeah, um, and I think even like before, like so, it's it's funny because Kevin Feige had mentioned that like he's like no, he's like you know, uh, it, that actor is Daredevil. You know, he's like if we ever did anything with Daredevil, it would have it was his name Charlie Cox, I think. Yeah, Charlie. He's like Cox. Charlie Cox is is Daredevil in in our Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then like you know, then the movie that movie comes out and it's like oh, well there you go. <laughs> you know so uh it is interesting to bring in those characters it is interesting to to now have those on disney plus it is also the first kind of um more mature content that they have on disney plus in the united states i know like uh internationally those services are combined with other services that also include uh some something intended for more mature audiences like for uh, that are that would be rated like a uh a more more higher than PG-13, but this is the first time in like the United States that those things have ended up on the Disney Plus service. Um, mm. So interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it, yes. I they also like. I mean, you look at the we talked about the Beatles documentary. There was a lot of language f words and stuff like that in that documentary. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's I would I would have rated that R probably Definitely. just based on language. And then yeah. I think free free guy, which I think that's PG thirteen maybe, but yeah, um, there's definitely uh, there's definitely like an F word in there. So like there's more, there is there is more mature, if we can label it that, mature content on Disney Plus now than there was whenever it started. There's also like the ability I think to create kids uh, accounts on there like you do on Netflix and and Hulu and stuff like that that restricts yeah. and gives you some parental controls. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely the uh, the the ability to like customize those things. Um, it does. I, like, I get I get what you're saying. Where it does feel weird. Where it's like, oh, I didn't. I, I just you know didn't really think. I, I think I even said that when we reviewed the Beatles. I'm like, I can't believe this is on Disney Plus. You know, sure. like it seems like such a like. Uh, I just thought from a content standpoint, it seems like it doesn't fit in with the rest of the stuff on there. But maybe they're they're leaning. Or and okay with like expanding those kind of offerings on there when it makes sense. Yeah, and it seems like they are. I mean, because like normally I would I would have ID'd this as like, oh yeah, they're gonna put that on like Hulu, right? Because yeah. like Disney owns right. Hulu too, and right. it's like, well, does that make you know Hulu more re- more somewhat redundant in terms <clears throat> of like these you know what is it even doing out here? Um, aside from bringing together some of the third party content from like Fox and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I thought I thought I've thought about that before. I think from like because I mean Disney doesn't own all of it, but they own like a, a large portion, a controlling interest in Hulu. Um, I think the the biggest thing that Hulu does is it it gives them a place for live TV. That's where they they do their live TV streaming now, and there's a big emphasis on that. Um, where you can add on Showtime packages and HBO packages and sports packages and stuff like that to it. And even whenever you're searching it now, half the time when I'm searching to see if they have a movie on there, it pops up mm-hmm. like, yeah, we have it. But uh, no, it's uh, it's as a part of the stars package or something. And uh, who knows? Right, right. Um, yeah, that's how, actually how I got my uh, – I got a good free trial, like a better free trial of HBO Max through Hulu oh, than nice. I did from like actual HBO Max. You that's know? funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, so like I think that's a big piece of it and then like yeah, it 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 provides a spot for uh, a lot of the uh the Fox content and FX content to live. That's where all that streams from. And I don't know that that actually does make sense on uh Disney Plus. You know, that's just right. like different kind of content, but right. things like things like this does. So Yeah. It's yeah, and it's I guess like yeah, that's that makes sense. You would like I guess my my thing is there are other Marvel shows that have been on uh, streaming on Hulu before. Like even they mentioned in this, like they're they're bringing over Agents of Shield into the oh, Disney yeah. Plus side rather than having yep. it over on Hulu, which is so super interesting. I mean, I'm, it's, it's the same thing. I know. Okay, right now, like there's a big. I think I was on iTunes. There was a big sale on a bunch of uh, um, DC movies. But I know, like, if I really if I want to watch DC movies, I just need to go to HBO Max and they're all on there. What wouldn't make sense to me is if they divided it up between a bunch of different apps that I might not have access to 
and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fool around with it. You know, I'm not gonna like track down which <laughs> app this you know Batman animated movies on. You know, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, no, yeah, but I like, know. Hey, I just yeah. go to HBO. I mean, like, I I can't tell you how many times with, like, random content like that where it's like, oh, like, most of it's on this one, but it's, like, missing, like, one one of the titles or whatever. I'll literally just, like, Google it where I'm just like, all right, where can I stream this from? And the answer is a lot of times just, like, nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, but, yeah, like, I, so it does make sense for, like, hey, you want to watch Marvel stuff? It's all in one place. All yeah, on Disney+. All Plus. over here. Yeah. 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 Well, Chris, I think that is the news. Mm. All right, John. So the the main segment. Um, I this is this did this come out today? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So, um, this is uh from the ver. Wait, no, not from the Verge. I'm so sorry. That was a different article. Why did I lose my article here? We're talking about AMC and. Uh, um, I'm going to read from Variety.com. AMC charging more for the Batman tickets, just like Spielberg and Lucas predicted nine years ago. This is by Zach Scharf. AMC Theater CEO Adam Aaron dropped a bombshell this week by announcing the exhibition chain will charge more for tickets to the Batman as part of a variable pricing experiment. Tickets to the Robert Pattinson starring comic book tentpole will be, quote, slightly higher than the prices for other movies playing in the same theaters at the same time. End quote. Uh, AMC is charging an extra $1.50 on adult tickets for the Batman in Los Angeles, for example. Uh, Aaron said, quote, This is all quite novel in the United States, but actually AMC has been doing it for years in our European theaters. Indeed, in Europe, we charge a premium for the best seats in the house, as do just about all other sellers of tickets in other industries think he's supporting events, concerts, and live theaters, for example. End quote. Uh, while the Batman marks AMC Theater's first notable use of variable pricing in the U.S., it's a concept many blockbuster directors have been predicting for nearly a decade. Speaking at a 2013 panel at the University of Southern California, George Lucas shared his belief that moviegoing would eventually resemble Broadway or sporting events in that theaters would have different price tiers for different kinds of films. Lucas said, quote, what you're going to end up with is fewer theaters, bigger theaters with a lot of nice things. Going to the movies is going to cost you 50 bucks, maybe 100, maybe 150. And that's going to be what we call the movie business. But everything else is going to look more like cable television on TiVo. Uh, end quote. Lucas was joined on the 2013 panel by Steven Spielberg, who added, quote, there's going to be an implosion where three or four or maybe even half a dozen of these mega-budgeted movies are going to go crashing into the ground, and that's going to change the paradigm again. There's going to eventually be eventually day and date with movies, and eventually there's going to be a price variance. You're going to have to pay $25 to see the next Iron Man, and you're probably only going to have to pay $7 to see Lincoln. End quote. Spielberg was right about day and date releases in which films open in theaters on the same day they become available on view and demand streaming platforms, and now his prediction about superhero films costing more than drama films is turning out to be true. Ron Howard also agreed with the prediction, saying at a Wall Street Journal 2020 Tech Live conference that movie exhibition is going to end up more like Broadway exhibition. Uh, he said, quote, the multiplexes are going to become a little bit like Broadway in a way. That's where the expensive projects go. It's to get as many people in there to create memorable events. There's also going to be, oh man, ads popping up everywhere, screwing up my place in this. There's also going to be a place for dramas playing out on big <laughs> I screens. I thought that was part of the quote where it's like, no, no, there's no. going to be ads. <laughs> it's no. like, oh God, no. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's also going to be a place for dramas playing out on the big screens, more sophisticated fare for perhaps older audiences. The exhibitors are going to find that price point where the economics can work. End quote. Warner Brothers is opening The Batman in theaters nationwide on March 4th. The movie carries a budget of $200 million. Variety reported earlier this week that the movie is tracking for a U.S. box office opening between $100 and $125 million, although some pundits have believed the, or some pundits believe the film could climb as high as $140 million. And that's it. I mean, that's... It's interesting. It's super interesting. I mean, here's the... I don't know, man. Like, I... 
I don't think variable pricing weirds me out in between necessarily between movies because like I already like pay different prices based off the theater type of theater I see it in. Sure. Like a Dolby uh, Atmos theater costs different than an IMAX theater costs different than a uh, theater that where they bring me food to my seat costs different than a traditional just straight up regular movie theater mm-hmm. costs different than a recliner movie theater. Like I, those are five tiers right off the top of my head that I can think of right now. Yeah. And then the, you, you add like 3d if that's even a thing anymore. I don't know on top of that. And then there's like some kind of like, I, I haven't been there yet, but there's some kind of 4d theater up in, uh, up in Nashville now, like what like sprays smells and stuff in your face. Like, See, so, so that's like of the 4D things. Like the fourth D, I don't didn't need was smell, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I haven't, I haven't tried it, so I can't knock it till I try it. I feel but. like I feel like it's got to be water. I feel like it's got to be splashing water on your face. See, that's I feel like the, that's a fifth. That's got to be a fifth D. <laughs> it's a fifth dimension. <laughs> what, what I what I need from the sixth dimension, Chris, is whenever the main character gets punched, somebody just somebody punches literally me. punches you. Um, gosh, uh, but so I mean, but th- but that's uh, yeah, that's like six or seven like different pricing tiers. Just yeah. in in, I mean, I could literally go find that at the theater tonight if I wanted to. Like one of those options. Like yeah, I, and, the, I and a lot of those are at the same like under the same roof. Like maybe yeah. not like the Dolby and the IMAX. That's that's more rare. But like everything else, you can find pretty much under the so, same roof. I guess I say that in just to make the point that like I don't think I will notice the different like. A dollar fifty mm. extra is not going to deter me. I'm not going to behave any differently. Well, and then also, like, well, it's it's not even that. It's it's more like, hey, that's the difference between going to see a movie tomorrow or going to see it like twice in a theater. Like, oh yeah, well yeah, maybe. Oh, like okay, you also maybe just think about then. There's the whole whole matinee pricing. If correct. You go before yeah. Five the time PM or four of day PM. that you go. Matters. Yeah, like I don't think that like. We're, they're kind of making it out like, hey, this is a brand new thing. It doesn't feel like right. it's that new to me. Well, and then in the, the they do they make the call out. Like, I think it's the the AMC uh, CEO or whatever, like makes the call out that in like in other countries and like Europe and stuff. Like if you get the best seat in the house, like the middle middle, yeah, like you're gonna pay more. Which dude, I would actually pay more for that. And honestly, yeah, honestly? like I mean, I feel like I feel like like because how many times have we been looking at like a opening night show and it's like this yeah. is the seven p.m. showing, but none of the middle seats are are, are available, so we're either right. on the wings at the early showing or we're doing the late showing in the good seats, and like we've we've had to make that decision before. Whereas if it's like oh, like you know, you just like pay more and and uh, and you can get something in a little bit better. Yeah. Like okay, that's fine, you know. Which, you know, like, I don't know that I want, like, I mean, so, uh, depending on what I've gone to before, like, I mean, I've been to things where, like, okay, you go to a comedy uh, show and you're going to pay, there's, like, a $50 price difference between, like, floor seats and balcony seats. Right, And then, like, maybe another, uh, you know, like, weird tier inside their $25 difference for like back on like back of the floor seats or something. I mean like live like nation I, concerts though oh my will gosh. like vary by like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. That's where I was getting to. So then you go to like a venue where a uh, music venue like that. Yeah. Where like, so I recently got tickets to go see Halsey here in town and I'm in the, the back of the like regular seats, like the back, like, I don't even know what it's called back bowl or something because like literally it was a $200 difference between that and like the floor, like the ground, like right in front of that section. Yeah, and like, and I guess I guess like it, for those, a lot of times that sweet spot like is like sells out real fast. Like the the middle the middle like seats, like the middle tier of pricing, sells out incredibly quickly for a lot of Live Nation stuff. And then you're either left with like the cheap seats up at the top, or you're left with like the real expensive down at the pit. And it's like mm, yep. this is uh this is all the, a bummer. <laughs> I think the, the the kind of pricing that I actually don't like. Well, okay, let's talk through this a little bit more. <laughs> now, yeah. Okay, so like there's there's dynamic pricing, but oh, like yeah. so like I don't mind it whenever it's like sporting events. So like when you think about okay, if I go see a St. Louis Cardinals versus the Chicago Cubs, uh, they are you know like rivals. Like those are the games you want to go to because they play hard and 
and it feels like it means more because, you know, like you just, you know, St. Louis, you want to beat Chicago. Like those are priced higher than St. Louis playing um, the Cincinnati Reds, you know. Uh, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I'm actually okay with, I get that. I understand that. I can make that make sense in my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do that. What I, the, the other kind of dynamic pricing though, that I see that Ticketmaster has started doing is based literally on in the moment demand. Mm-hmm. Ticket prices can change, uh, in with between minutes, like you yeah. buy something one minute and because there's like 50 people in the queue, yep. you pay a different price than me if I buy it for like a minute later and yep. there's 10 people in the queue. That's that feels sketch to me. Yeah, because the first one basically they're like, oh, demand is going up, yeah. raise the ticket prices. Like, and so, like, you know, that that has bit me before. We're like, you know, we're buying tickets to to go someplace, and it's like, oh man, the second ticket that we're gonna have to like cover it, you know, is more expensive now, <laughs> five minutes later, because we we bought the other one. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so that in, kind of stuff I don't like, but I don't like again, back to like the Batman, like I don't know that. It necessarily bothers me that, yeah. I mean, especially, dude. Especially for like when I think about movies, if it if it helps them recoup their gigantic budgets a little better than you know, say an indie film that costs mm. uh, set, even fifty fifty million, let's say, to to make. I mean, I feel like that's even a big. I mean, budget and, for uh, and an the indie other film. thing. You know, with, with the movies not setting the price on this thing, like because AMC's setting ah, the price on this thing. Well, like, but they still recoup. Where does that a, extra money go? I wonder. Yeah, some of that money, some of the, I think it's like a percentage, like goes back to like the licensing fee of like, hey, yeah, you're you're you know, because that is playing cu- this I, for yeah, a certain number of right. people that's, or whatever. That's curious. But it's basically, you know, it's being set by AMC. So if it yeah. does, I, if if I was sitting here and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, somebody who worked on the Batman and this even deters like a couple of people, like, you know, each each showing from going to see it, I, that's, you know, potentially fewer, you know, fewer dollars in your pocket. It's like few less buzz, definitely, you know, but yeah. I think the implication is that they're only going to do this for the biggest of the big movies Yeah. Um, that don't need that word of mouth of just like, you know, people seeing it and then telling their friends and telling their friends, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, potentially if you go to something like this and you show up at a theater, like if you're, you know, dead set on seeing a movie that's, you know, 25 bucks, whenever everything else showing is is way less expensive than that, then you're going to go see that movie. But if you show up to the theater, and you're like, oh, let's just go see a movie tonight. You might actually go to see something that's lower price. Yeah. Just because you're like looking to looking to for something to do for a couple, but again, hours. I'm 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 kind of okay with that. Like, yeah. I mean, if you don't, if again, well, if I mean, a dollar fifty, I mean, gonna... like it, it could be. I'm I'm saying it could be like a benefit to the like the lower priced movie in some cases, yeah. like yeah. that need that word of mouth because it's like, oh, yeah, we weren't you know we we weren't you know interested in that that indie movie or whatever until we uh, saw that it was ten bucks instead of twenty five, and yeah, so we were like, hey, let's go see this movie. <laughs> Again, I think people are already making those decisions based on like, and and they're just doing it in like, okay, we're going to see this on the IMAX, we're going to see it over here, or we're going to see this in 3D, or we're going to see this or not. Am I going to buy a popcorn with this or not? You know, like yeah. people yeah. are already making those kind of decisions, and I think that like, or do I don't we go think, see it opening night? Do we go see it on a matinee on you know right. on a Sunday? You know, like the only scenario in which this actually like is detrimental in a huge way, I feel like, is if it's there's that huge. Price difference. If we're talking a, like a, what, what did Peter like Jackson a say? A $150 ticket to go see a movie. And that seems yeah. absurd, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, if it turns there, into a live nation situation s- and all of the like, you know, it's like if you, if you essentially like deploy all of the variable pricing where it's like right. movie to movie, seat to seat, showing to showing, yep, and minute to minute based on when you bought the ticket. Like if you buy it last second, it costs yeah, more. That you know, would destroy ah, the movie industry. <laughs> oh, it'd be terrible, dude. Like, but if, like if basically if I buy a ticket right after you and it costs more than your ticket, oh man, yeah. I'd be so upset. No, yeah, stupid. But like, <laughs> That I, I that's I feel like that would be a, a huge detriment. This, however, does not feel like that big of a deal. To Correct. 
I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that you're right in that, like, okay, you're already making a lot of those decisions. And, you know, because of the whole, like, oh, yeah, you can $2 Tuesdays and go, go see, yeah. you know, movies on $2 Tuesdays. It's like, okay, that's fine. Let's, but dude, just, wouldn't, let's do I mean, that. This is the thing. I mean, think about, like, the some of the opening nights we've been to. Like, uh, talk about, we were talking about Force Awakens earlier. Force Awakens. I would have paid, how much were, were IMAX tickets back then? I mean, $20 at least. Yeah. $20 a pop. Probably something like that. I mean, they're probably what? 30 now. Probably 25, 30. Yeah. Th- probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much tickets cost anymore. This is the other thing. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. But anyway, well, so, well hang on. For my point with that is like, I would pay 50 bucks a ticket to go see the opening night of star Wars again. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely would have paid, uh, you know, more to avoid the stress of buying those tickets, though. No, gosh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if it, like, decreases the demand a little, so, it, like, Woof. it's not as crazy. Um, it was it was, uh, it was, was very stressful. Like, every time I had, we had to do Star Wars tickets, that was very stressful. <laughs> but here's the other thing, John. Um, the, the AMC, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm an AMC A-list member. Hmm. And it kind of doesn't matter how much any of these tickets are because I mm-hmm. pay the same price every single month. And as long as I go see two movies, it's, it's, it's two movies. If I go see two movies in a month, it pays for itself. And honestly, it probably pays for itself even more because half the time I end up just showing up and just from getting the tickets, I end up having enough points on my like AMC Stubbs thing to buy, get free popcorn and soda. So like yeah. more often than not, like it's like, I just need to go to one movie a month and it's paying for itself. Yeah. If you do the subscription thing, like, yeah, you're right. And this, this might increase the value of that subscription, you know, because basically it's like, okay, this is $2 more you're saving on this movie. I mean, that's why I don't know whenever I'm talking to you right now, I don't know how much an IMAX movie costs because I I have no idea what the price of any of these things are because they're all the same price. If you do the subscription service. Yeah. It's which is in my mind is free, even though it's not, it's, $30 $30 a month. But, it's a trick, but, uh, Chris. It's all yeah, a trick. It is, like, it is a giant trick. Um, yeah. Ooh. But like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I still, I, we should just talk about this sometime, but I still feel like movie subscriptions are more of the future than mm-hmm. um, than not, unless you're just like a super casual moviegoer. Sure. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of think the same, like where if you do use it, that's a good way to do it. Um, yeah. But like if, you know, so if you're like a movie, like if you, if you will go see like a movie every week or something like that, it's like, okay, yeah, great. Um, or a movie every month, even movie like, every it's month. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's great. You know? And then, you know, obviously you have like the hyper users and then you have the people who, you know, subscribe to it and then forget they have it for six months out of a year. And <laughs> yeah, you know, so just like every other subscription service, but, uh, but just generally, I do think that like, that's, that is the wave of the future for the consumer. Or- yeah. As long they, as it works out in terms of a not, uh, what is the, what non movie pass kind of a, a way. Yeah. I um, mean, well, which, which is coming back by the way. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that news. Dude, did you, have you seen that? Like it's coming back, yeah. but it's going to have, have like be like ads, like paid you for. Watch, or yeah. Some, you like watch ads or something and get to points make and then points use those. to watch. It's know, like, I'm not going to watch ads to watch a movie for, for less price. Listen, I don't they, know. They fool me once and they fooled me more than once. So, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> not gonna fall for that again. Plus, again, yeah, they, plus there's enough competitors out there that actually work that, uh, like the AMC A-list and Regal crown something yeah. like, I don't feel the need to, to engage with movie pass anymore. Almost any, um, of the movie exhibitors that is out there has their own program yeah and so why would you do some some convoluted i'm gonna use gps tracking on my phone to like tell them that i'm at the theater and i can buy the ticket i don't know like it's (laughs) if you were to like describe what uh movie pass was trying to do like technically in you know today it's just like no that's that no don't just yeah. it's not going to work, and it didn't work. So listen, <laughs> so you know, if they, they want to pour all their hopes and dreams into this uh, service of theirs, they can continue to do so. It's That's all fine, man. Especially because uh, like you can just immediately get undercut by the uh, by the exhibitors themselves. Yes, you know? yes. Um, but yeah, um, 
it's interesting. All this is interesting. Uh, you know, I, th I saw some, you know, some things where it was like, this is the beginning of the end of movie theaters. I'm like, I don't, that's why I kind of like, kind of took that posture. It's like, I don't think so. Like, yeah. this just seems like a, an evolution of it. I don't really know what exact problem that they're solving on their end of other than like just trying to drum up more revenue. And they know that people will want to naturally pay, like would probably be willing to pay more for a movie like the Batman than a mm -hmm. uh, movie like free guy, you know, yeah, or I think that that's, like that. I think generally that's what it is, is that they're basically trying to fund their business on the big hits. Yeah. Uh, in order to stay, you know, stay afloat rather than the average, you know, yeah, where it's like, okay, yeah. everything costs the same price and we're, you know, this, we have this many people and they've already kind of done that in the way that they'll put like the Batman or they'll put like the, the Marvel movies on like most of the screens the in the screens. theater. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where it's like, okay, half of our entire uh, building here is now showing yeah. X gigantic movie. I mean, it, yeah, totally. And then the rest of them, you know, it's like, okay, we have one screen for this indie film or like whatever. And yeah, like, I mean, this not is just putting, an extension uh, of that, I feel like. They're not putting three billboards outside, uh, what is it, Ebbett, Missouri, whatever that movie is, on the IMAX screen. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and you feel like, that's fine because <laughs> yeah. that those bigger movies are keeping this the 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 theaters the business afloat for those screens those smaller screens to exist for the smaller movies so yeah. yeah you know you can still go see this smaller movie on a big screen it's just not the biggest screen right. and in this case it's going to be less expensive than if you went to go see the next uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie so well, we'll pay attention. We'll see how uh, how how I don't know if they'll release any kind of like follow up statement about this about how successful it was or not. Successful. I mean, I think I, don't know. I think the, the tell will be if they know. do it again. That's that's true. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, but it says like this is kind of a policy. Like, it, I think they will do it again. It wasn't like, hey, that we're only doing it for the Batman. We're going right. to do it for movies like the Batman. Um, yeah. And so, I mean. It, I, yeah, it'll probably be like, are they doing this a year from now? Will probably be the, the true tell of whether sure. or not it worked. And, and this is the thing. I just, I don't, sometimes I don't think a lot of people. I mean, I, even in the same way that I don't look at like the price because I have AMC A list. I don't. I think a lot of people just don't pay attention anyway. Yeah. Like again. Well, they just assume again, it's going to be expensive. You know, you go to yeah, the theaters yeah. and you're like, well, I'm going to buy popcorn and I'm going to buy blah blah blah. Yep. And it's like you, you you go and you you pay. You figure, hey, I'm going to pay. You know. 50 bucks to go see the yeah. movies. Yeah, especially for that minuscule of amount. I'm like, that's, that's the yeah. amount of tax that you're going to pay on this. I don't, you know. I mean, it's also possible, yeah, like whenever you buy this, if this is the only, like if you only go to the big movies, right? If you only go to the yeah, big Yeah, you're only going every once in a while. You're never going to notice. Yeah. You're just going to assume the price of movies went up, not just right. the price of the only, like the movies that I see. <laughs> Which right now with like inflation, like, I mean, the price of everything's going up. So it doesn't really even surprise me there. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I don't notice that, like, I don't know. I, all I know is that like, Hey, uh, even like sometimes when I fill up my tank, I'm like, I don't, don't, I don't know how much ga gas cost last week. I just know that I'm, buying it now you know like that's what yeah i think I mean, that's I a think, little different because like okay you got to drive someplace so it's like the option is you don't put gas in your tank or you true, do true and, or you go you know it's like, like I, I, I either i, could, I either get I to work or, and pay this amount or i don't and like, like a movie is like well i can walk out the door well like last week <laughs> go to the bowling so alley. I, think, I think it was sometime this is the thing i think so like last week this is a better comparison i think um i, I turn on netflix and uh it was like Hey, next month Netflix is going up to twenty bucks, and I was like, I get my mind. I'm like, okay, I don't know how much Netflix was before that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I can go check my bank account. Well, and then like Clockwork, Net Netflix always gets more expensive every like eight months anyway. So yeah, and so it's like, okay, am I really gonna unsubscribe from this thing? No, <laughs> over whatever kind of increase I think this is, I don't know. Unless the, they were, the, unless all know. of a sudden it was like some obscene number where it's like, hey, it's 50 bucks. I'm like, okay, that's, uh, I need to reevaluate this. So I will say but, that's how, that's whenever I unsubscribed. Um, was when it hit from, 50? From Netflix. No, was whenever they, uh, <laughs> they emailed me and were like, 
hey, your Netflix subscription is going to go up $2. And I was like, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I'm still subscribed to Netflix and I haven't watched it for weeks. Totally. If you're, yeah, if you're not watching, okay, so I, yeah, I take it, ba- I take I it just, back I a little go, bit. Of like, that reminds me, I need to unsubscribe from you. If I wasn't watching it, that's another story entirely. You know, I'm not paying sure, for something sure. I don't use. I don't want to do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's like going to, that's like buying a ticket to see the Batman and not going to see the Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's and like, you know, oh, you just reminded me not that I've been subscribed to this thing for a couple of months that I haven't been using. <laughs> yeah. The, so, so thank you for raising prices, Netflix. <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't never no, I didn't say that. I never said that. I didn't say that about any of these prices going up. I don't like any of the prices. Listen, I want to go back to the time when comic books were 25 cents, no, 5 cents. 5 cents and 10 cents. I wasn't even alive then. Why stop at 25? I mean, I'm sure weren't they worth a penny at some point? I don't know. The crazy thing to me has always been that like and I'm always like why don't we just get rid of it then is like the fact that uh change costs more to make to manufacture the change than it's actually worth. And I'm like, why yeah. don't we just like, let's just, let's just get rid of all the change. I don't like it anyway. They've it's floated, too much like, change people, everywhere. You know, people floated this idea for a long time. And actually, like some of it has been like... Paper change. There, there are fewer... Uh, there were fewer pennies um, than there used to be So in circulation. So... But yeah, yeah. At, at some point, they started bringing back in like the the uh, the coins because, like, also like some some old older coins, you know, might have like harmful materials in them as well. So like they bring those in and <laughs> destroy them and stuff. It's like they just don't put another one back. They don't replace it with anything sometimes. So it'd be we're just way off the rails now. But like the uh, it would be curious to know if you scraped to the bottom of all, uh, uh, I, I want to say wishing well, but that's wrong. Um, fountains. In like malls and mm-hmm. courtyards of things, how how heavy would all the change from fountains be? I mean, wait, what? why? I feel, like, I feel like it'd be real heavy. It'd be very heavy. I want to. I, mean, I want to know. We're talking about like metal. But we're how, talking like, about would it, would it fill up like five the train cars? Volume of would it fill metal. up 20 train cars? I mean, I would suspect that if you lined it all up, you know, edge to edge, it would circle I the mean, earth a few times. I mean, I mean that's that yeah, I mean, I, this is the, those kinds of so those do let's those kind of comparisons, I'm always like, I don't even know what that means. We're reaching that's to like, the moon like, and back, Chris. That's like <laughs> saying, you know, hey, that's like comparing something to a billion dollars. And I'm like, I don't even know what a million dollars is like. This like, is would, like the uh this you is can't like compare it, you know, like it's just like <laughs> so amorphous this is like, like the a, scientists that 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 uh they determined how many legos you could stack on top of a single lego brick before that lego brick at the bottom would give way how, but it had to high? be theoretical because you can't stack them that high it, w- it would be way out into space and at that point there's no gravity anymore enough gravity exactly to yeah so it doesn't uh, matter. That's what I'm but saying. Like when people are like, hey, yeah. Even, even though like, okay, it's like, hey, you know, you've driven enough miles in your car to go to the moon. Cool. I don't know what it's, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I've never been to the moon ever. So I can't. The other if, thing about a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things that have like large scale like that is that most people think like I perceive the moon. I shouldn't say most people, but I, I perceive the moon to be closer than it is. Like it's actually way further than <laughs> than what I ever thought it was. Well, yeah, because they talk about like a lot of times they'll talk about these like near Earth a- asteroids or whatever, and they're like, yeah, it's yeah. actually really far away. It just came within you know a third of the moon's orbit. And I'm like, well, you talk about it's closer to us than the moon is, <laughs> and you're not freaking out right now. Yeah, the moon is 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 pretty far, pretty far away. That's why that Moonfall movie was uh was so scary, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's- <laughs> It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. That's the thing. Like, okay, so last thing I'll say is like, someone could be like, "Hey, yeah, if you line up these paper clips in this box, it would it would go from here to California." And even that, I've been to California multiple times. I've never walked to California or driven to California unless I'd done one of those things. I feel like I don't properly understand the distance. Like if I'm getting in an airplane and just flying over there, well, I don't and also probably like, understand it, the are, distance. Yeah, are we talking about are we talking about like air distance or are we talking about ground distance? Because no, if you like, go up like, the mountains, straight, straight line distance, you know. <laughs> but if you go like up the mountains and down, right? Like we're talking that's that's going to add some add some distance because Agreed. you got to like just, depending on where that, you like, go unless, up that mountain. Unless my eyes 
have physically seen every inch of this point to this point, there's no way you can properly understand in your mind how far or or not far away something is. Yeah, and and I mean, I also feel like if you even just like looking at a map, like our maps, like it's impossible to take the 3D plane of the Earth, like a, something that's, that's a 3D kind of a sphere, like the 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 land masses on the sphere. It's impossible to take that and put it onto a piece of paper without distorting it somehow. Yeah. Um. And so, like, even that is like is like even the maps, like all of our maps are just wrong. <laughs> Like if you like, I think I bet you could probably envision. Um, if you've driven, like I could, I could probably envision almost every inch of the drive between. Like if I wanted to drive to here to St. Louis, I could like, and I could I can like properly understand that distance and how long that is. Maybe because, but I mean, you've only been on like the interstate roads, like or like. Well, yeah, I'm not saying because are saying, we because ta- like, like yeah, I'm not yeah, because like straight shot. I'm that's saying, what like, I mean. Yeah, is like you know there. even even the whole like oh is it oh, you know from here to California it's like if you go up the peak of a mountain it's way va- drastically different than if you yeah. go like through all the valleys like what are you, what are, I still I still want to line it up on the interstate that I have driven on you know you, love, yeah you'd be able to understand that. I would love to drive to California on uh, Route 66 sometime, just to straight shot it on that thing. It's uh, it, I, I, there's a uh, like some people I know have done it, and like it's it's a uh, it's a journey, dude. I'm sure. Like here, I'm. I don't even know how like how I even map that out. Yeah, because it starts in Chicago. Yeah, and and but and it like goes it goes, this, goes to a, Santa Monica. It's an arduous long journey because like the you know with. Uh, all the stops and everything that you make and stuff. So seems super cool. Yeah. All right. We're, we're way off base with, uh, <laughs> with this episode. You can find us online at state target podcast.com on social at Chris Wright two five zero and John Wright seven, seven, seven and at state target pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on stay, stay on, on target. target.